You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. Game week 36 just went by. And I'm glad as hell I captained Kevin De Bruyne. Biggest double game week of the season just came out by game week 36. I had a monster, monster game week. Uh, Captain Kevin De Bruyne just rescued me. Um, I'm now in the top 20k, and you know, like I said, the goal was always to always be in the top one percent. So I think I've done that now already this season. Now let's see how far we can take this. So um, we've got two game weeks left to go. Um, game week 37 and game week 38. Uh, 37 is another double game week, um, but at the same time, we also got to keep in mind that these are the moments where you know your end game is now fully in play. Um, you've also got to think about how you want to um, play your money leagues. Do you want to defend your position? Uh, essentially, you go pick up players that everybody in your mini league has to stabilize your position, or do you go for it where you try to pick a differential? That is essentially how you think about the end game. For me, my end game has always been as a differential, having all the big hitters. That has always been my style of play as a differential. Essentially, stack up your value to the point where you have all the big hitters who are performing towards the end of the season. And that way, when people are picking and choosing what which of the big premium hitters closes out the season, I have as many of them as possible. That's typically been my strategy for years now, and it continues to work. Um, of course, as you can imagine, picking up that strategy is not easy. Picking up that value isn't easy, um, but it is what it is. Um, so for me, right now, of course, Kevin De Bruyne with 30 points after scoring a four goals and an assist in a double game week. I think that's the most I've ever gotten from a captain. Um, literally, I think the only thing that's, that's ever close to this is obviously triple captaining uh, a player. And of course, Salah earlier in the season was a monster triple captain as well. Son was close, 20 points um, after scoring in both the Liverpool game and the Arsenal game. So 13 points from Arsenal um, with the goal and assist and then a goal over at Liverpool. Keep in mind, Son is now pretty close to getting golden boots. I think I'm going to pip him for it. And that's what I want in this game week uh, for 37. I think he's going to be my captain. I think he's going firmly for that double uh, for the uh, golden boot. You will notice he scored 20 in game week 36, 19 in game week 35. In game week 32, he scored 21. So that tells you the vein of form that Spurs are in and the man Hyung Min Son is in. I really wish that Harry Kane will let him take penalties. Um, of course, if he only needs one to essentially win the Golden Boots, I suspect that Harry Kane might let him take it. But of course, we saw in the Arsenal game, I think part of it was obviously at the time was a pivotal moment, the first penalty. But later on, when they play Burnley and Norwich, and you know, of course, they're going, probably going to score more than two, more than three, I suspect that Son will be allowed to take penalties if it allows him to go ahead in the scoring rankings. Uh, other things to cover, obviously, in the rest of the game week as well. Uh, Nketiah, just strangely enough, starting to pick up points. Uh, scored two against Leeds. Obviously, one of them was a gift. But of also, um, Arsenal, with going for fourth place, Nketiah ends up becoming someone to think about. Um, over at Chelsea, I really, I'm really not sure what's going on with Chelsea um, to end the season. They're all, all, all over the place. You know, Lukaku scored two um, against Wolves. And then in the next game where they play Leeds... You know, Lukaku scored again. So interestingly, Lukaku is trying to have <laughs> a strong end to his season. So in game 36, he scored 19 points. Of course, not, but not a lot of people have him at 11.4. Pretty expensive. They play Leicester and Watford next. Uh, Liverpool side, I have Matip. And I dropped Trent and Robertson. I think I thought he would, you know, 
bite me in the ass later on, but it seems to be working so far. Trent, for whatever reason, isn't providing the assist and the scoring anymore. It now seems to be Robertson. Um, interestingly enough, in the Aston Villa game, it was Matip and Van Dijk who combined, leaving out the fullbacks. So it's just very interesting, the things that you're going to have to do this season to win the league. Um, of course, those who are still trusting in Salah simply because Salah is Salah, it's just kind of unfortunate. There's also now the emergence, it seems, of Luis Diaz. Goal in the Tottenham game, assist in the Aston Villa game. So that's 8.0 for Luis Diaz. Again, still not sure what's going on. Mane as well starting to perform and closing out the season for Liverpool. Um, I'm not sure what I do with Salah. Uh, Salah is holding a huge chunk of budget and I think he's still going to do his best to get Golden Boot. He also is on penalties as well for Liverpool. So keep in mind Liverpool plays Southampton and Wolves. So that means Salah has a very strong chance of scoring one or two to close out the season. Salah is still Salah. Just because he has been on a dry spell does not mean at any point he cannot resurrect. We also know that Southampton have a propensity when they start to concede to concede a lot of goals. So it could easily be nine goals. It could easily be eight um, once they start conceding. But of course, I know Southampton are a team at home. It still doesn't matter. I can't really trust Southampton when they collapse. Um, some other teams, of course, that's just, you know, I'm going to talk about Man City just quickly um, because Man City is Man City. They've not scored five in back-to-back games. Of course, uh, the first time when, <laughs> the first game week, <laughs> the 5-0 uh, for Newcastle, that, that was frustrating as a uh, De Bruyne owner, right? You saw Sterling scoring to Laporte scored, which was obviously wonderful to have Laporte as well. Foden scored, Rodrigo scored. And you're just wondering, KDB, what is going on? There's five goals on the table here. You need to contribute a little bit more. And so I think he took that to heart. Um, he listened. <laughs> and of course, in the drubbing of Wolves 5-1, KDB with four goals. I think that's just monstrous. Um, man, at 12.0 now, I'm still only 13.6% of the league own him. That, that to me is still just dangerous. I, I I don't think I can go the rest of the season not having KDB. Keep in mind, they play West Ham and Aston Villa. So it's still going to be slightly challenging. But I think Man City have nothing left to play for for the season. So they have to win the next two. They have to. Otherwise, Liverpool are hot on their tail. Keep in mind, Liverpool do play the FA Cup coming up shortly um, against Chelsea. And I think if, you know, Liverpool are going to do everything they can to finish out the season strong. So Man City have to do the need for. Um, the last team I'm going to talk about, obviously, that's two teams, Leicester and Everton. So Leicester, of course, scoring again. Uh, Vardy is back. Madison is back. Um, but still, I, I don't know that I trust Leicester. I know they have a double game week coming up in game week 37, which will run through against Watford and against Chelsea. Still just can't trust them. They're away from home. So I'm probably going to ignore. On the Everton side, Everton themselves, I know a lot of people are captaining, uh, not captaining, but picking up Richarlison. And in some cases, might even captain him in this double game week. Um, certainly Everton need to resurrect um, and obviously survive. But my challenge with Everton is I, I having watched like having watched the game that I'm not, I'm not convinced that they're such an such a scoring unit that I should pick up Richarlison. Um, I'm not convinced, but obviously now you've only got two game weeks to decide and it could very well win your season or lose it if you don't have Everton. I've seen a lot of people with Richarlison already. I don't have Richarlison. Um, I'm thinking maybe I might go defensive coverage instead because now they're playing five at the back. The people who look interesting to me, Mikolenko and Mason Holgate. Some people are going for Pickford, which again, understandable. But for me, I don't know. I think Mikolenko is the one for me. Um, Richarlison, I'm just thinking about deeply, but... That means I have to replace one Pookie. 
Um, and then I have to get the money from somewhere. Of course, I know Laporte seems to be injured. Uh, the last injury report on Laporte was that, you know, they would have to be assessed and we'll team be able to game time decision. So if we have to risk it on removing Laporte, that's essentially my own dilemma right now. What do I do with Laporte? Do I go with an Everton defender? Do I go with a Spurs defender, I think Spurs keep a clean sheet against Burnley and they keep a clean sheet against Norwich. And then in, in addition, they might even have some attacking return. So if you're thinking about Spurs, then obviously Sassignon is the one. Um, he got an assist for Son's goal at Liverpool and could easily have done something also at the Arsenal game. Cause, but just, again, Arsenal are just very lucky that Spurs decided that enough is enough, 3-0. Let's just wrap it up and be done here. But I think Spurs could have really put the embarrassment in and Rob Salt in the wound. It could easily be at five, could have been six. They just stopped after the third goal. So Sassignon, in my mind, could be the one um, if Spurs want to turn it on again at Burnley. Burnley, keep in mind, Burnley do not have their two-choice centre-backs. So Ben Mee is already done for the season pretty much. Tchaikovsky isn't available. Um, so without those two, I'm concerned for what Burnley will produce um, against Spurs. So Spurs will just easily slap them up. But of course, understanding is the first game of the game week. And obviously people know that in FPL when you play, you don't back the early kickoff. That's the only thing, but I, I still think Spurs have enough that they slap up Burnley. They just finished slapping up Arsenal. I can't, can't really see Burnley slowing down Spurs. Son is on form, needs to get a golden boot. They have to get top four. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it, but you never know. You never know. Um, so Aston Villa, um, now just going into teams for the next game week. A lot of people looking at um, Dean, a lot of people looking at Matty Cash, and also obviously Danny Ings and Coutinho. Again, Aston Villa, a really good outfit. They play Crystal Palace, they're at home. They play Burnley, they're at home. Wonderful place to go. Wonderful place to go. I have uh, Mings. My challenge now is if I bring in an Aston Villa player, of course they double right now in game week 37, but in game week 38, they play Manchester City and Manchester City have to win. So... I don't want to get in two Aston Villa players and then they're dud for gaming 38. So that's kind of my mindset, right? Um, I have two free, um, two transfers and then one more for gaming 38. So I'm thinking about how I'm going to use my three transfers essentially. That's kind of the mindset I'm obviously talking about this episode from. So what do I do in terms of 37 and 38? Because it's three transfers and I'm done for the season. Two captaincy choices, three transfers. So really five decisions to make that could easily win me a ton of money. So I'm in two money leagues. I'm second in both, trying to close the gap. I'm 12 points away from first in one league. I think I'm six points away from first in another league. Um, so for me, you know, obviously there's a lot to mull on and think about, but um, Aston Villa obviously is, is a big place for me to think about. Leeds, I'm not touching. Brighton, not touching. Um, I've thought a little bit of Brighton, the only person I would even consider, which is strangely enough, Danny Welbeck. And at the point where I'm thinking about Welbeck to win me a league, I think I'm in trouble. So I'm just going to ignore Brighton in that way. Um, Tori touched on Leicester. I, I think I'm going to ignore their away games. I, I don't trust them that well. Watford is already relegated, so they may have nothing to play for. But Chelsea, I think Chelsea beat Leicester. So there's, you see what I'm saying? So there's really nothing to play for, for Leicester. But again, maybe Vardy just wants to pad the stats so that he's not, he's not done and finished. So you never know. West Ham, not going to touch him because they play Manchester City. Manchester City already have KDB. I have Cancelo. Laporte is the only injury concern I'm thinking about. So um, there's that. Wolves against Norwich. Um, probably not going to touch it. I have Pookie. Not convinced that he's going to score against Wolves. Not convinced. But he very well could. That's the way Pookie plays. So he's my first starter off my bench. Wolves, on the other hand, I would not go out of my way now to purchase them. Um... After this game, they play Liverpool next. So again, doesn't really help for two game weeks back to back. 
Everton, I've already talked about Mikolenko. I think that's the one I'm going to get. They play Brentford, they're at home. They also play Crystal Palace, they're at home. So Richarlison, Mikolenko, whole get in my mind, but I think Mikolenko is the one I'm going to go for. Newcastle, Arsenal. Um, I think this one is a little tricky for Arsenal. I think if Arsenal find a way to fumble this thing and draw, um, <laughs> that'd be a disaster. But obviously, again, Arsenal need top four. Newcastle are probably pretty, are pretty much safe. Now they're just players playing to show that they're going to be here next season because obviously Newcastle are overhauling the squad. So players like Chris Wood need to prove why they should still be there. I think Chris Wood is going to be gone, in my opinion. Anyways, he, he's only contributed, what, two, three goals since he joined. Um, of course, his holder player has been helpful. And without him, you know, some other players won't have space to operate. Understandably, for example, Joe Linton being much better in the midfield because of the presence like Chris Wood up front. Also, with Chris Wood not being at Burnley, also obviously destabilized Burnley a little bit more. So understandably, that move overall made sense. But I don't think in the long run, as a short stop gap, yeah, it makes sense. But in the long run, I don't think Chris Wood is the answer. So I think he might even be gone as soon as next season, unless he's now a you know super sub coming on for Callum Wilson or something. But I think he's going to be gone, in my opinion. Southampton against Liverpool. I think Liverpool win this one easily. But again, who do you now pick out? Um, if Liverpool win their game in the FA Cup, um, do they rest players? Do they play everybody? Trent, Robertson, what do those guys do? Is it Salah? Is it Mane? Is it Luis Diaz? Is it Diogo Jota? So much up in the air there. I'm just going to keep Salah. I think I'll just stick with Salah. Whatever he gets, I'll leave him alone. I have Matip. If he doesn't play, cool. If he does, cool. Um, might get a clean sheet, might not. You never know. But I don't think I'm going to go back to Robertson or Trent. I think they're not a little expensive for my taste, especially for the last two game weeks. I can probably get more value out of players playing doubles. Everton against Crystal Palace. Again, I already touched on that a little bit. Mikolenko, Richarlison, uh, Holgate are the ones. Um, I probably will make a change for goalkeepers at this point. Uh, probably not worth it in my opinion anyways uh, Villa Burnley um, Coutinho Danny Ings Mings <laughs> um, you can even go Cash Dean any of those guys I think those guys will be fine they've produced quite recently they are giving points so hopefully they gave a clean sheet against Burnley it was frustrating when they dropped their last clean sheet uh, with Mings and I was just kind of annoyed because they could easily have just kept that clean sheet what, what was the reason why they conceded one goal in the 92nd minutes when they were winning 3-0 like what exactly was the reason that was annoying like Mings, you, you guys have already kept a clean sheet all game. The game is done, the game is wrapped up, and then you concede a stupid goal to McCorney at the end. Like, that's me, it's frustrating. Of course, they play Burnley again, and this time they're at home, so hopefully we can get those points. And then, of course, the final game, Chelsea against Leicester. Um, so, if you're looking at captaincy choices, of course, we'll touch on them briefly, but obviously, Hingman Son being number one, in my opinion, simply because Burnley don't have centre-backs. Um, Hingman Son is going for golden boot. He's one behind Salah. And they also obviously play first, so he has to set the tone and then Salah is going to have the opportunity to respond. So I think he has to score as many as possible and lead the game. Hopefully, a penalty comes up after they've already scored so that you know Kane will gladly give it up for him. Um, but if not, I, I, if it's the first penalty of the game and they've not scored yet, I think Kane will take it again, similar to what they did at Arsenal because they actually need to win. Um, the other options as well, you know, you can go um, Coutinho over at Aston Villa, you can go Danny Ings over at Aston Villa, any of those guys, fine. Richarlison about Everton playing a double game week. Zaha, Crystal Palace playing a double game week as well. That's another option. But I think he's more like a differential category. Of course, you know, you, you can't ignore Salah. Salah is Salah. Um, but if you want to go Mamani or Luis Diaz, it will not be shocking. And then finally, of course, you can go Manchester City. They have to win. KDB has just proven to everybody that he's a monster. And even in the two games back-to-back, -back, he was probably man of the match. Even in the game where he only had one assist, probably man of the match in that one because he was just so instrumental in everything he does. Jesus could have probably scored another one if he controlled the ball a little bit better in that first game. So KDB being another option is on the table. Um, 
so those in my mind are my options for captaincy authority to walk through some of the transfers I'm thinking about. Again, you have to think about it. What's your strategy? Do you want to solidify your place where um, you just pick up players that people are around you already have? So for example, if you don't have Trent right now, you could just go get him just to hold your position. If you don't have any Chelsea defenders, maybe you go get like a Rich James or you go get an Alonso just to hold your spot. You could also say, okay, a lot of people have Mount around you. Hey, let me just go pick up Mount just so that, you know, if these guys score any points, I don't miss out on them. Or, you could think about how do I go differential so that I can catch up to people, but of course you run the risk that you will drop further if your if your differentials don't pan out. So, ladies and gentlemen, two game weeks. Um, let's make a tough decision, and um, I wish you all green arrows. I'll catch you in the next one. Peace. <laughs>